You guys from New York, California, we'd like to help you keep your finger on the pulse. So they're awesome, really great, and you know what? Just the cool stuff. Like the new Facebook uh, page for Just Cool Stuff V. Hey, by two of our really good friends, Brian Gunn and Nicholas Scott. Facebook search them, Just Cool Stuff VM. Stay cool, stay just cool. Hey. Hey. If you're uh, still with us after the month of April, please hit us up. Drop us a line at facebook.com slash nowhere california or hit us up with an email at nowhere underscore california at yahoo.com and you know what we've been abusive to twitter but we're going to make our presence known there you can find us at nowhere underscore podcast it's lonely at the top hey i'm sitting here with phil and josh from nowhere california at the los angeles convention center and uh, check out i am nancy my new film that's going to be streaming on netflix and itunes in the next coming months this is Phil. And this is Josh, and welcome to episode 39 of Nowhere, California. We are now in the month of May, and we're still having the vibrations from April. Oh, yeah. I'm still on a high. Uh, after everything that happened in April, we've talked about it. We're going to talk about it soon in our Days of the Dead uh, con wrap-up episode, but there's two specific episodes I mm-hmm. feel like we definitely need to mention by name right now. Yeah. It's, Give them some love. Yeah. The episode where the first episode of Tales from the Con where we talked to the wonderful, the talented Heather Camp from the original Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. which has broken over 100 listens towards the end of April and is still growing because we're keeping that thing up. Oh, I'm not getting rid of that. It's, it's just, I mean, it's a highlight of my podcasting career. Highlight of my life, dude. It's a, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. It's a great episode. We now have the room to keep it there. Mm-hmm. We have the MP3 formatting to not take up a lot of room, so it will stay there. Good, good. And then another person we definitely have to mention is Satu, the final fangirl. Yes. She gave us a great interview in April and gave us some great promotion. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I am a diehard fan. And honestly, if you have not been harassed by me or Phil enough about Queen Goria, go check it out, queengoria.com. Well, our topic of discussion today is movies that are inspired by true events or inspired by true events or based on a true story. Um, what, what else do they throw at you? Uh, ripped from the headlines, Law & Order's favorite line. <laughs> right, right, ripped from the headlines. Uh, inspired by actual events. Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you about this true shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, uh, there, there's many definitions towards this uh, topic. There, there are, there are. I, I like the Law & Order uh, title of it, Ripped from the Headlines. Oh, yeah, Ripped from the Headlines of Actual Cases. It was pretty like funny, that. the uh, episode they did a while back where the pot princess was getting smacked around by her boyfriend. Oh, my God. Yeah, <coughs> Chris Brown. <laughs> and the boyfriend ended up dead. Gee, that sounds familiar. No, we haven't had that part yet. Huh? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I have, you know, I like to cover on that. Let's see. Now, there are some movies that do it right. Uh, as of late, one of the most recent, uh, I came with a. Uh, oh, yeah. Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. That I was a really good close one. Actually, was a play by play of the dude's life. Well, the guy, um, Abernathy? Yeah. Uh, he was a consultant for the movie. Yeah. Yeah, and he yeah was, so there you go. He was there for all of it. He was able to be there to go, no. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Because the thing is, we got I know this is, um, I know this is probably a stretch for a lot of people to believe, but uh, Hollywood has a tendency to take liberties and, oh, I don't know, uh, fabricate. Do, 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 do. Yeah. 
the episode's still young. Oh, I'm sorry. We got a long way to go till that. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, but, um, I, I, I have more to cover, but when we will get there. We, we know we're going to have a point where we're like, this is fucking bullshit. Oh, oh, God. I'm already getting a headache on one. It's stuck in my head. I'm going to tell about it. Just, just keep it in there. I'll keep, I'm keeping it in, dude. I'm restraining myself. Dude, don't, don't get a tumor on that one. I won't. Mm-hmm. I'm restraining myself. We'll, we'll go to one, another one that was recent. That Okay, proceed. proceed. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Now, I missed that one. Did that yeah. one pretty much cover pretty well? Or? It covered it pretty well from what I know of the news about oh, it. Yeah. But also, too, this one got so close to reality. There was a federal commission set up no to sure. investigate the CIA's involvement in this movie, which, honestly, like we need our tax dollars going to that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a movie. I know, it's a movie and they're investigating. What's yeah. the other one, Argo? Argo, but uh, a little bit more on the Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, the Zero Dark Thirty, sorry. Um, oh. And a lot of people were like freaking out because of the torture scenes. Oh, God. Yeah. I watched it. Yeah? It's not that bad. No shit. They, they just waterboard the dude and stuff him in a box. Oh, it's not It's not hostile. No, it's not hostile. Oh, okay. No. Honestly, that'd be something to freak out about if we were doing that type of torture. So, so no flaming, uh, uh, no, no, no flaming torches to eyes. Yeah, exactly. That was a great what the fuck moment. Uh, that too. I know. completely forgot about that. Forgot about it. No, no, no. Right when she when she just came out with that, I went, oh god, yeah. Anything done with teeth or eyes fucks me up. Yeah. Back to thirty. There was so much controversy about it and everything. Like, oh god, they're showing what we do to them. It's like, yeah, you know what? Go ahead, go ahead. What they do to us, Christopher Ty said it once, where, yeah, we're pouring water on them, pointing at their dicks, and laughing at their small dicks and everything. The, they saw off people's heads, videotape it, and send it to the families. Yeah. Waterboarding, stuffing people in the box, making fun of dick sizes. Yeah. Not that major. And as Titus put it, some places, that's called... Pledging a fraternity. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I think one one good thing that I think would be an excellent pledge. You ever watch the movie The Boondocks? Or no, the series The Boondocks? No, I never really got into it. I never really got into it either, but there was an episode that I just stumbled upon, and it was making fun of 24, and, you know, Jack Bauer, he he, he interrogates uh, terrorists, and there was a Jack Bauer-like character. Yeah. But his thing is, he kicks terrorists in the nuts real hard with a steel boot. And that's what it does. They just still continue doing that, and they're, the, the the terrorists are saying, "Me, I like it. My distance goes in the street." Then we're stabbed. See, even kicking your balls is like pales in comparison to what to what to what they do to watch. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you got for soapbox there. Oh, of course. And then uh, another one where you, you brought it up too yeah, was Argo. Argo. Yeah, I love the fact that that one guy got uh, the uh, the Medal of Honor. Yeah. Only to just have it taken away because yeah. they had to keep it under wraps. It was under wraps. It I thought that was hilarious. And yeah. that was the cool thing, though, about mm-hmm. the whole concept of that movie was mm-hmm. they even touted it as a declassified true story. And also, too, like, mm-hmm. when I saw the previous where it was like, thinking, this shit's real. <laughs> oh, yeah. It kind of mind screwed me. And the thing is, uh, the fact that it came into light, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of people had had some ideas about it, but this uh, concept of the whole fake movie thing, um, you know, that came into light just recently, and yeah. that's got to give you a, an idea of how good our government actually is. Exactly. Covering some shit up. Yeah. I mean, this we, was... We, we may think our government's story. a bunch of jackasses and stuff sometimes, but when push comes to shove... They, they do know how to keep We will shove somebody off the stairs and piss on them. Another good one with uh, Jay... Uh, but um, oh, also yeah. do... Um, 
kind of going more into the Argo thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's kind of interesting, though, that after the movie came out and uh, people were like, oh, yay, cool. One, Iran wants to sue Ben Affleck now. Really? Yeah, for... So there's after the, that's all the shit. Yeah, where they're like, you put us in a bad light. You guys are holding people hostages. Um, you guys... Wait, wait, we, we, we put you in a bad light? It's called the history books, people. <laughs> uh, uh, the Canadians got pissed. Wait, because, yeah. the, the Canadians can get pissed, eh? Yeah. Um, that well, doesn't, they, that well, doesn't bode, eh? Yeah. Um, well, they basically didn't like how their, um, their uh, what's the word? Well, what's, what, what are you looking What for? they put into it. Oh, the content? Yeah, the, the, the content of their part of the mission oh. pales in comparison to what was yeah. shown in the movie. Really? So they got pissed, eh? They got pissed, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So they, they were like, we did a lot more than that, eh? <laughs> I'm going to throw them out in my tidbits and coffee and get a hockey stick, eh? <laughs> I'm going to get the Mounties on your ass, eh? <laughs> okay, so I offended them even more. That'll be pissed off, Canada. <laughs> hey, that's a milestone for nowhere. That's a milestone for nowhere. We, we did our first uh, uh, ethically insensitive uh, invitations. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> um, eh? <laughs> So it might give us uh, some new characters, the Canadians, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it did well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, now, what was it? Oh, yeah, JFK. Uh, that was an interesting one. Well, you know, especially with the whole magic, magic bullet, bullet theory, but what I like... And well, don't forget the, the JFK, though. Yeah. It's through uh, the, the the clouded lens of uh, Oliver Stone. Oh, <laughs> I, know, I know. I know this, but I do love the fact that uh, what, 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 the, the really juicy tidbits are not what's in the movie itself, because that can be, you know, just boring. Yeah. I mean, we've all heard, you know, the stories. But what I like at the very end, uh, the little juicy tidbit, is that uh, in the year 2025, yeah. all the records regarding the JFK case and everybody associated to the conspiracy, everything will be public record. So, you know, it'll be open to the public and people can look yeah. and put things together and go, oh, well, yeah, yeah. And you want to know why they're releasing it in 2025? Because by then, all the people that could be brought to justice about it are, are going to be dead. And yeah. I'm like, wow, just to sit on that so long and... Uh, uh, yeah, what's, what's, that's, what's, a, what's, that's a sketchy subject, though, too. Oh, I know, I know. If they really want to go into the whole conspiracy aspect of it, I don't think they'll see the light of day. If, if, oh, God! Dude, the day that it becomes open, the entire library, like, blows the fuck up. Or well, not it blows up. It's like, oh, there was a small fire in the basement of this building. Oh, the JFK papers were on there. The, all the papers are gone. Uh, let's note this to any government officials listening to us right now. We're full of shit. We know we're full of shit. Yeah, yeah. We don't know anything. Just uh, say we're deemed classified. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah. Well, with like the subjects of uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Oh yeah. Um, Argo, because it's kind of a not really a yet uh, just two days ago subject. Uh huh. And also JFK. Yeah. And we'll throw in um, United Ninety Three. Right, right. And then also the World Trade Center movie. Yeah, those were pretty. Uh, uh, pretty basic. Yeah, but my uh, question yeah. is to you. Yeah. Uh, what is the time frame you think that's appropriate to have those type of movies? I don't know. Uh, let me throw this out too. Okay. I got. I had uh, Argo and Zero Dark Thirty on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I watched them. I did my usual lap around the house. Who else wants to watch it? Mm-hmm. My mom refused because she's like, "I lived it." I was like, "But it's a movie." It's just a movie. Yeah. yeah it's it, it, it's Affleck. <laughs> Affleck! Yeah. 
Well, I think but that... What do you think is the time period that's appropriate? Because, like, the um, World Trade Center movie and uh, United 93, I believe, was six years after the uh, Six years. Uh, the thing is, uh, that, that, that that's a funky one. It's kind of like, uh, were there... I have a question. Here's a th- uh, question I have to pull out uh, for you. Uh, and this is an example of one that did it wrong. Were there any movies based on um, uh, World War Two? Well, actually, yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 like Pearl Harbor specifically. Was yes. There? Well, there's that there? movie Pearl Harbor. Well, no, no, I know that. Oh, yeah, towards towards the time. Towards the actual time. I don't think so. Yeah. So well, we're in that world in Hollywood where they try to crank them out fast. They do try to crank them out fast, and the uh, the thing is, uh, well. Yeah, you know, I guess uh, budgets being uh, what they were or whatnot. I mean, they they talk about maybe the subject matter, but there was no movie maybe about the actual thing. So there was a basic movie. Yeah, there would have been they, like references they, they or like the, nothing that actually ties to the actual events of World War II, like World yeah. War Two and stuff like that. And they, those came actually um, thirty to forty years. Yeah, ago. like I think probably um, honestly. Uh, Feel free to correct us, uh, facebook.com slash Network California. I'm sure we're really wrong and scared on this because uh, there are so many but, movies out there and I haven't seen all of them. But I'd have to say, like, for World War II, like Nazis and whatnot. Mm-hmm. What's up? back to an old episode. Yeah, yeah, I was about to ask you. Yeah, the, 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 the Great Dictator. It was that, during World War II. It was during World War II. That's II. the only one that I can think of that actually was during that time. It was during that time, but it didn't uh, talk about the... It didn't. Uh, did they actually relive the entire subject? Well, it wasn't the subject stuff? of World War II. No. It, it was, was through Chaplin's lens, so it wasn't directly... I don't think we really got any like direct no World War Two. We know what we know what they were talking about, but it was a satire. Yeah, but no, like in, but in other movies too, like Victory, the Sylvester Stallone soccer movie. Oh yeah, that's right. And then also do we Miracle, the uh, the uh, the uh, Kurt Russell. Well, um, that had nothing to do with World War Two. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, also, the, the, right, the subject right. at hand. Right, um, right, right, right. And then like uh, we got the Nazis in Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah, but we never. But that was nineteen eighties. But uh, yeah, but I don't think we ever got like I think nothing direct. I think it was more like Pearl Harbor. I think it was most recent stuff like Schindler's List. Yeah. Pearl Harbor. Uh, well, Hollywood, Private Ryan. Well, the thing is, Hollywood changes with the times. Yeah, exactly. uh, is what it does now. They pump, they pump it out. They, um, I think what they want to do is with they they want to entertain, but also I think with uh, these kind of movies. Uh, inform you. Um, they want to try to inform you yeah. and tell a story of uh, you know why this happened. Because a lot of people, when it happened, when it happens, a lot of people are, are left sitting there going, "Why?" Yeah, exactly. And, and but also too, you can look at it this way. We we've talked about it on here. Uh, Hollywood evolves. It does. Back in the time when Pearl Harbor was going on and everything, mm-hmm. they probably saw it like there's probably some studios that. Let's do this movie about Pearl Harbor, and the execs are like, "No, yeah, yeah, it just happened." Exactly, they probably did. And the thing is, uh, uh, you know, blacklisting, being culturally aware. Yeah, I mean, there were certain subjects. I mean, actually, you, know, you really didn't talk about Hitler yeah. during that time. And uh, Charlie Chaplin, well, yeah. he he, he, he was not there. Yeah. And now uh, I don't know if it's we're less uptight. I we're, I think we're just as uptight, but we still get stuff out there. But as you can see. Affleck's, uh, you know, he's getting flack. Hollywood's still getting flack for the stuff that's being shown. But they're at least taking a chance on it. They are. And it's, they are they're taking their chances. Right. Because yeah. I remember mm-hmm. um, after 9-11 and everything, there were scripts out there. 
Yes. Of different stories. Like, I believe there was one where it was supposed to be Harrison Ford and Julianne Moore were the ones like, we should get them to do this role. Where it was their significant others mm-hmm. died in 9-11 because they were having an affair. Oh, God. And they, Harrison Ford and Julianne Moore, I think they were their names that were being thrown around for this mm-hmm. movie. They connect because of that happening. Yeah. I read that I was like, see why that never happened. Because <laughs> yeah. that's fucked. <laughs> it is very screwed up, but you know what? I do probably possibly see that being uh, dusted off in the future. Yeah, in the future. In the future, but, but like not, not right after. I know it's right after. Well, it's like uh, you know it'll you know it'll surface again. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, uh, there are movies regarding World War Two that are resurfacing today. Yeah. You know, like the Black Hawk Down stuff like that. Yeah, uh, or uh, Vietnam. Plenty of Vietnam yeah. stuff. And uh, with the nine eleven stuff, like in, uh, the Tom Hanks Sandra Bullock movie, uh, incredibly. Extremely, extremely loud, and incredibly, incredibly close, close or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that one deals with 9/11. Mm-hmm. When that it started out as a book, when yeah. that book came out, a lot of people were like, "No, uh, it's it's a touchy thing." It's kind of like for the people that were there, uh, mentioning Pearl Harbor, mentioning um, you know uh, Hitler. It's going to be touchy. 9/11, and well, yeah, that was our exactly. generations. It's it's going to be one of those things where you just yeah. kind of you skip a beat. Yeah, exactly. You really do, and. Um, the 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 truth the truth is I don't think there is a right time but it's going to come out anyway. Yeah, and it is subject uh, that people uh, you need to talk about it because you can't pretend it's not there. Exactly, yes, we've been on the No, you it's can't an pretend it's not the there. You got you got to it's something out of the face. Otherwise, you know, I know this is cliche and stupid, but the terrorists win. Yeah. You got to acknowledge that this uh, is there. And Heather Langenkamp said it best: We live in a very violent society. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know it's. Uh, you know, you, you got to be aware. Yeah. You just got to be aware of it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, that's my stance on it. You yeah. my um, stance of, like, another... Uh, well, that's the whole thing. It, it's like you said, There, there's never going to be a comfortable time. No, no, no. It, no it, the whole fact of the matter is, is whose hands it's in. Yeah. There's very talented filmmakers out there. Like, uh, I think it's mm-hmm. Paul Greenglass that did United 93. If it was anybody else that did it, mm-hmm. because that's a tough tough movie subject yeah. to do because no one honestly knows completely what happened. Well, they went from flight records, they went from mm-hmm. phone calls, they went from little bits and pieces to put that movie together. Yeah. So that's kind of, it. if it's done right, but mm-hmm. honestly there's no... There are tasteful, I, mean, I believe there are tasteful ways of doing it, but people, there's going to be, people are going to be uptight, especially uh, the people that haven't forbid lost their families exactly. during this uh, crisis and um, I, and I, I can respect that. Nobody wants to have it shoved in their face. Yeah, exactly. They but, you know, it. don't 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 hide from it either. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I believe, uh, what was it, just uh, just six years after it, we had Transformers, and I do believe... I mean, that is pretty, pretty much explosion destruction in the movie. Yeah. And they actually took out quite a bit of scenes where buildings went down and stuff yeah. like that in order to be a little more sensitive, which I think is fine. Yeah, um, but then there's that line. There's a line there, too, did not just go... That, that's honestly that's another. Where is the line? Where there, there, that's a whole other episode on its own. It's just it is, but uh, you know, we we had talked about that before. Uh, you know, another callback to when we were sitting here with Monique, uh, Nick, and Mike, and everybody. Yeah. Uh, we were talking. About, oh, and, yeah, <laughs> sorry, buddy. I know I love you. Um, um, you it's know, your pants. When, when we were talking, when we were talking with the whole group. Yeah. Um, you know, where is the line? Yeah, you know, and that's 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 where we were uh, we're at. Like I said, there are tasteful ways, there are right ways to done it uh, to do it, and people have done it the right way. Um, uh, one example of one that was done the wrong way was, <laughs> unfortunately, Michael Bay took some serious liberties during Pearl Harbor, like uh, oh, bombing yeah. of the hospital oh, that God. never happened. 
It's like, no, no, but they romanticize. Yeah, that's uh, exactly And that's what we're going to get into right now. Let's talk about some films that, for whatever reason, uh, felt the need to be creative. Yeah, take a poetic license with reality. <laughs> I love the way you put that. So, uh, that being said, you want to start this yeah, off, buddy? Yeah, there's so many with them. There's, uh... Oh, uh, well, hey! There's a good, uh, good Morning Vietnam. Yeah, one of our favorite dudes on the planet, Robin Williams. Robin Williams, great movie, classic movie, and everything. Uh huh. Liberties were taken. Very, yeah. <laughs> Put it lightly. Yeah, yeah the morning Vietnam. We've seen, we know the, the military aspect of it, where Adrian Cronauer, Robin Williams comes in and shakes things up in Vietnam, right. playing the music and everything. Mm-hmm. The honest fact of the matter is, yes, Adrian Cronauer did play the music and everything. But this was one of Robin Williams' early flicks, so they wanted his pre-family-friendly Robin Williams act there. Right. Where he's just spastic and just... All over the place. What we love about Robin. Oh, of course. And, and in reality, Cronauer didn't play the great music and everything, but he resort, he didn't really go to the comedy bits or anything like that. In fact, he was pretty much everything that Williams was in film, but... Reversed. He was. Yeah. He's pretty straight laced. Um, and honestly, too, you look at what Robin Williams does in that movie. Yeah. His ass would have been court-martialed. It, left it right. would have. I think you could just call it an exaggeration. And then also, too, just to kind of tell you how mm-hmm. the real Cronenhauer is, he was a staunch anti-war liberal who is now a lawyer, and he was also the vice chairman of the 2004 Bush-Cheney re-election campaign. Wow. Yeah. So. So, polar opposites. There, yeah, pretty much. You know, a similar thing happened with another Rob Williams movie called Patch Adams. Oh. I loved Patch Adams. Patch Adams is a good movie. I liked it, but the thing is, uh, he uh, they 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 had a love interest that uh, that died in there, yeah. and uh, I think uh, I looked up the thing. There, he did have a friend that was killed in that matter, but uh, it was a man. Yeah, it was not a love interest. He didn't uh, have, find this love, so there's this whole you know butterfly and yeah. magical moment there and even uh, the real Patch Adams goes please don't watch this well, movie the, I remember when that movie came out and everyone was oh it's good and everything and it kind of trailed off and then everybody's like this is the bullshit of the movie yeah yeah uh, people got critical I mean people loved it Cecil B. Minute. Right. Have you, have you seen that movie? Like, I have seen Cecil yeah the you first were, one was bad enough yeah, yeah and then Patch Adams too and it Honestly, this movie does get shit on a lot. It does, but it didn't get shit on when it first came out. It's a sweet movie, though. It it is. The thing is, um, even though it was not one of the movies that I think was done right, but it it does make you, I mean, like, for people like me, I saw the movie and I went, I'd like to know what the real Patch Adams was like. And he's got real things, he runs a real hospital, stuff like that. It made me want to get to real, uh, get to know the real him, because I know that Hollywood does its thing. Yeah, it has its filter, and it's still this. It's still always a strange thing when mm-hmm. the person that's the subject of the movie goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah no." Yeah, he, he gets uncomfortable when yeah, people. And also, um, I think his name's Michael Orr, the football player of Blindside. Right, right, right. He has some issues with the Blindside too. Mm-hmm. It's not as strong as Patch Adams, but mm-hmm. he's he's kind of like, yeah, that didn't really happen that way. Yeah, and but he's a quiet dude, so he's not out there going. This movie's bullshit. Sandra Bullock fucked my shit up. Exactly. I, mean, I think right now when you talk about, you know, like people, you know, going, eh, you know, I mean, unless you, do you have more on it? No, 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 yeah. Because I got a good segue to the horror thing, uh, like with Amityville. Yeah. Uh, the, the actual George Lutz, 
he does not like. I I think he hates both versions, both the uh, original yeah, and the, the remake Reynolds because of and the Ryan Reynolds remake uh, due to uh, deformation of character. Yeah, uh, I believe he. Uh, well, I don't blame him, but also too, he's the he's the one that uh, he told, perpetrated the, the, yeah, they, they the told, reality. They told the story, and the thing is, um, I'm like. Well, they're really, you know, you gotta wonder. They were the only people that really had problem with this house. Yeah. And isn't there another, there's actually another movie coming out about that, uh, another inspired by true yeah. events, about that uh, husband and wife. The Conjuring. Thank you, The Conjuring. Husband and wife, and they, uh, husband and wife, uh, paranormal investigators, one yeah. of the, the, the woman is psychic. The, the, I think their name's the Lunts. I think they're the Lunces. No, the Lunces were the people from the one. The, 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 the house, but they're a married yeah. couple. Coming uh, soon. It's coming soon. Just uh, check out the Conjuring a little there. They were at the Amityville house, yeah. and they're getting their own spin-off movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I will admit, I love the supernatural, and this does kind of intrigue me, especially yeah. with the whole true events. And uh, now, of course, I know Hollywood is doing its thing. Uh, look, marks would appear like on the kids, but. Kids are getting thrown around and bashed exactly. in the balls, and you know that kind of shit would be on record. Uh, that was never well. It's there. like with the Conjuring and also the possession, the the Jewish uh, box of doom. Oh, 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 the Dimmick. Yeah, yeah. That, I read in the Entertainment Weekly when it was leading to the movie coming out. They were talking about the actual story of it. Yeah, and the actual story of it was pretty interesting. It could have made a good like psychological. It done by itself. Yeah, but they had to glam it up. They, they did. And make the girl get all possessed and bite her dad and stab her dad. Yeah, <laughs> bite, yeah bite her dad, stab her dad, do the, oh. Um, down the stairs. She was even in a fucking blue dress by the end of that movie. Hit him with a car. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Creepy little kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. I turning inward, coughing up bugs and mods and... Oh, fuck you. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's, it's just like you said, too. It's like, that stuff would be on record. Yeah. Like, it's the part where the guy lost all his teeth in one sitting. I'm like, wouldn't that be the point? And her, or that person was like, I don't want anybody to know. Yeah, it's just like, just like, what did you get? And it's like, uh, I mean, I would love to hear, like, a newspaper thing that said, uh, weird case of leprosy. Just exactly. a sudden. Or just it's something on public record, uh, like, a uh, Hospital, like a nurse gets talked to by the news, like, yeah, that dude came in here, he's a fucked up dude. Yeah, or a janitor. I have never seen somebody with their soul sucked out. Yeah, I've never seen that before, but oh my god, I saw it now. I quit after that. Remember the people in the MRI talking about a face that was in the girl's kidney? Yeah. Nobody talked about this, but it's in the fucking movie. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like we said, it's the Hollywood glam, but they they have to be based on a true event. Inspired by, by a true, true event. event. That should be it. It should be inspired by a true exactly, event. Exactly, because we know, we know you're not doing a play-by-play. -play. Yeah, inspired gives you room to work. It does, and boy. It yeah, it's kind of just play. inspired by true events. That should be the thing for uh, most of those movies. Yeah. But uh, with Bioflix. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are the ones that should be labeled based on true stories. Yeah, right? because based they're on, actually talking with other people. It's, I mean, it's a life of somebody. It is. It's like uh, Ray, um, mm -hmm. Walk the Line. Yeah. The movies that are just about the person. Those, those are fine. Yeah, and it's like you hear different things like, oh, Johnny Cash really didn't do that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they still are taking liberties, but they're better than what a lot of people are thrown out. Yeah, exactly. And I guess, they, Hollywood's got to romanticize. We yeah, know this. We know that. We, we've been doing this 39 episodes now. Yeah, if they're going to do it, it's inevitable. I'm not going to get all pissy about it, but sometimes you just go, 
why. Yeah. So I guess my question, since we kind of we've 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 come to an agreement of they're going to fuck with shit. <laughs> yes. For bioflakes. Yeah. What time period should they go? Should they do the full life? Should they go? What they did with Ray had it be from a certain point in his life, flash back to his childhood, or or with like Johnny Cash's movie Walk Line. They started out with him in the hallway. Well, I kind of about his life. Would have to say the same way. I mean, would you really want to see a biopic of Elvis, uh, you know, dying on the toilet? Yeah, I guess you would want to just take it up to a certain point and then have text explain the rest of his life. Well, it's like, I just watched Lincoln. Right. And I joked around online before I started watching I threw up a post saying, like, about to watch Lincoln. This yeah. better be good because there's no vampires or anything in there. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be some blood. I'm like, wow, boring. Yeah. Actually, a really good biopic, and I think it's one of my favorites, is The Three Stooges. Not well, the TV movie. That was a good one. That was a good one. With uh, the guy from the Shield, uh, the guy from yeah. Sex in the City. Um, you know that, that three stages. Movie that's was the awesome. one I was talking I'm about. Talking the the Will Sasso one and everything. No, 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 no. That was not a bio. That, that no, no. That, that was, that was a great. No, I'm telling you, the real bio picture came out in the year 2000. Yeah, um, that that was a good one too. And then also with Lincoln. Oh yeah. They went to the theater. They wow. went all the way to the theater, but they did something I never knew about the life of Lincoln. What's that? They didn't go to the theater with Lincoln. He was having his meetings and everything, and left a room. They didn't say he was heading to the theater. It was just kind of... It, it, was, was, it, was, it was implied. It was basically like, your wife's getting pissed. She wants to leave now. Oh, also... <laughs> oh, be late. But, um... Well, what about the parts where he's covered in a blanket, which you kind of... Uh, you know, you know, you have a blanket around him in yeah. some scenes. You know, you kind of had the thing that maybe he was coming down with influenza or something like that. Well, was, at that time, it was yeah, it was yeah. the impl- implication that he yeah. was already. And they yeah. they brought Daniel, a lot of people knocked Daniel Day Lewis saying, "Oh, just Daniel Day Lewis playing blah blah blah." That's a shame. Daniel he's a good he's actor. He's, a, he's an actor's actor. But oh. the, the theater thing they did do. What's that? His son was at the theater, a oh. different theater, and he was watching a play and everything. And they closed the curtain, and a guy ran out on stage. The president's been shot. Wow. And they show his son react. And I'm just like, never knew that. And also, too, good spin. It was. I've always said with that, like, it, with Bioflix, they got to do a different spin. They can't just go from life to death. No. They got to do a different, because we already know what's going to happen. Yeah. Either they're dead or they're still alive. Well, what we really want to know, it's kind of like the bio, oh, another good biopic. <laughs> no, I know this is fabricated, but I think... It's very rings true as Dragon. The truth oh, yes. of Bruce Lee. One of my underrated favorite movies. It is. I mean, i got to tell you, that guy's life was almost as exciting as one of his films. Exactly. Not a little more exciting. Yeah. Especially with, um, you know, the actual High Council. And this this is true story. I, I back this stuff up. I'm like, okay, no, they made this shit up. They actually didn't. Yeah. He did have to fight for his right to yeah. teach the yeah. arts to, exactly to Americans. And... Uh, he uh, basically he this movement we would not have the uh, some of the action stars we have if it wasn't for Bruce. if it wasn't for Bruce Lee and that's a big mark and that's one of my favorite biopics yeah and also too just uh, kind of a side note on the Dragon yeah. Bruce Lee story yeah. very underrated video game <laughs> it is yeah it's a very awesome game it is an awesome game it's got good mechanics yeah but nobody talks about it because it's based on yeah, I, I beat that game so many times on Genesis yeah. it's not even funny 
Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, you, you had a kick on that. I did. I, did. <laughs> I thought I was going to want to play it. I love that <laughs> game. Uh, but uh, there was one Bioflight that, well, kind of, it was never officially called a Bioflight. It was last days by um, uh, Gus Van Zant. Oh. It was considered uh, the last days of Kirk Romain. Oh, right. Yeah, it was basically a senior. I don't believe they even really mentioned his name. Kind of like an unofficial bio? Yeah. Yeah. It was okay and everything, but oh, I always wanted um, a bio flick of Kurt Cobain and Nirvana yeah. to revolve around the unplugged performance, Ooh. leading up to the unplugged performance. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing I was always thinking about with different bio flicks. You take the chunk. You mm-hmm. take the chunk out of the life, like they did with Walk the Line. They led him up to sobriety and everything. With Ray, they had led him to sobriety. Oh! That's, that's another thing with a lot of biophysics. Well, that's one thing I want. They have a lot of drug issues. <laughs> they do, and this is what I want to bring up to you. Um, you know, from one of your idols, Man on the Moon. Uh, what, oh. did you, what did you think of that biopic? Did you... That's... Was that handled right? Was it... It was handled right for what it was. Okay. Do you have issues on it? Th- yes. Um, being? Um, well, Jim Carrey to death. Right, yeah. But from what I've heard um, from different people and everything, mm-hmm. and what I know about Andy Kaufman, yeah, uh, Jim s- stayed in character too much. Right. Like when he had his altercation with Lawler. His legitimate altercation with Lawler, because you heard in like the news reports and everything that Jerry Lawler roughed up Jim Carrey on set. Right. Because Carrey was being a dick. Right. And that's the whole thing. Even Lawler has said... Um, I know Andy Kaufman, and we the the scene in there where it's revealed that Lawler and was it on the joke? Yeah, yeah. That was his relationship with Andy. With Andy they, they knew the gag. They knew everything. Carrie did not shut off. He did not shut yeah. off. Yeah, he. Yeah, Carrie claimed, "Oh, I was never on set. Andy was on set." And A little there. Oh yeah, yeah. But I love Man on the Moon. Man on the Moon is one of my all-time favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Hell, one of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't don't judge this bishop at my church. Um, go ahead. The bishop at the time when that movie came out took me to go see it. <laughs> An R-rated movie. Wow. Yeah. And when the the horror house scene came up, and he didn't really go. <laughs> it, it just... I, I motioned. To uh, somebody sitting next to me that's not sitting next to me covering his eyes, knowing that we are on an audio podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was one of my favorite movies. It was a good, it's like I said, it was a good telling of the life of Andy Kaufman for yeah. what it was. It's another one where I would love to see them do another attempt because there was other mm-hmm. names that were being thrown around. Yeah. Like Tom Hanks was one of the names thrown around. He probably could have pulled um, it John Cusack. Yeah. Um, honestly... I'd say a no-name person. I'd say so, too. Uh, uh, there's there's another one that's been tossed around, mm-hmm. been tossed around forever. Richard Pryor, Bioflick. That would have been cool. And the, it's still in pre-production. Well, you know, everybody will probably get a biopic somewhere down the line, but yeah. people want to know about them. Uh, Mike Epps is the one that's being linked to uh, the Richard Pryor one, which oh. I think he'd be perfect. Well, that's pretty sweet. One thing I gotta tell you on this, you know, it's like well, like with uh, liberties and stuff like that. When you take, um, I, I looked at both uh, YouTube videos. There's the original Andy Kaufman, you know, here I come to save the yeah. day, Saturday the Night Mouse, yeah, yeah, the Mighty Mouse Saturday Night Live thing. What's Saturday Night Live? Yeah, yeah the, the original episode. 
Okay. Hosted by someone I'm going to mention after you're done with this. Okay, you got it. Yeah. Uh, he so he was he was there, and then they did the Jim Carrey one. Yeah. Uh, uh, a comparison. Um, Jim Carrey's was a little shorter, and not to mention when he did the Here I Come to Save the Day, he was a little more animated. That, that that's so one of like we've talked about. I mean, he did a good job, but he was it's it's to the eye. Yeah. To the trained eye, he's like he's a little more animated than Andy is here. Well, because Andy's I mean, less animated, which makes it a little funnier. It's a quick blink in the movie, though. It is. It's, it it's is. an important scene of Andy's life. It is. But also, too, they got to keep it rolling. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, they, so they have to have Carrie kind of amp it up to get, you know, oh, that's the reason why they kept him around. Mm-hmm. But, um, like I was Go just ahead. saying, uh, the the host, the first host ever of Saturday Night Live was George Carlin. Oh, God, yes. And I think for to end our subject right now, yeah, how do you think? Uh, how do you think they could pull off a George Carlin bio movie? I don't think there is anybody out there that could probably pull it off. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, like I said, you're more in the know about people that may be capable and stuff like that. I've been thinking about this. I want you to give your answer, and then I'll give you okay. my two part. Okay, answers. my personal thing is, I don't think it can be done. Yeah. I don't think it can be done justice yet. I don't think there's anybody out there that can pull it off yet. Yeah. So I do agree with you there. This is my two-part thing. There was that Bob Dylan bio movie a couple Uh years ago. Um, I forget the title at the moment, but it Mm kind of came and went. Kate Blanchett uh, played one of the incarnations of Bob Dylan, and that's the thing. Oh yeah. That's what they did with this movie. They did different eras of Bob Dylan. Yeah. With different actors, they even had a little black kid playing. That was an interesting one. I always thought that would be a way to do a George Carlin bio movie. Just be blatantly just out there with it. <laughs> just have different people playing him throughout his life. That would be funky. And then the other way I thought would be the best way to do a George Carlin bio flick. What's that? Animated. Yes. Animated. Yeah. Yeah. That would do that would that would that would ring true. <laughs> that would ring very true. Oh, as in any episode we uh, end with Carlin, it's always a good end when it's Carlin. Oh, yeah. Carlin is the icing on the cake. Yeah, and then uh, those little sour sprinkles that you throw on the cake is... <laughs> those are white pussy businessmen sucking on a big brown dick. And so, also, in the shorter terms, yeah, time for a stupid-ass game. All right, and the name of the game today is... Uh, I forget the name of this one because we haven't done it in such a long time. Oh. Uh, 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 stupid uh, shit. Oh, I think it's. I think um, uh, stupid shit. I think it's called a uh, worst thing. A uh, worst thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's the technical title. Technical title. Yeah. So, uh, what is the specific subject of yeah. this one today? And the uh, worst things you can hear from your priest. You know what? With uh, with George Carlin being the topper, that's a good one. Yeah, that's okay. a, good, a good segue. <laughs> okay, here's a good one. All right. Uh, you can play my organ all day long if you promise never to tell. That was just creepy. I know. <laughs> uh, don't you know the bird is a word? Bird, 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 bird is a word. Bird, bird, bird. <laughs> uh, well, worst thing to hear from your priest, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. That's a dozen Hail Marys and a spanking. You're just really going creepy on this one, aren't you? <laughs> I guess I don't have respect. You know, I'm a Lutheran, but I'm not a very good Lutheran. <laughs> no, no, I know you're about to say I don't have any respect for him. I have no respect for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's good Catholic priests and everything, but the ones we're attacking here. <laughs> what were the Pope's last words? <laughs> yeah, so, okay, yeah, so, okay so, uh, worst thing to hear from your priest. Mm-hmm. Son, you're supposed to slide the door open. Sir, it's already open. The one lower. 
Next week, there will be a taffy pulling contest at St. Peter's, not a Peter pulling contest at St. Taffy's. That's a good one. <laughs> okay, we're going to go over this again, Billy. There are 12 disciples, not 10. Simple? Yes. <laughs> I'm tired of telling you about the good book. We've talked about the good book for weeks on end. I have another good book for you. It's called Play. Uh, David slew Goliath. He did not kick the crap out of him. I cannot stress this enough. Well, it's been a long time I've really wanted to say this, but if this is the blood of Christ, he is an alcoholic. <laughs> that dude must have been wasted 24-7! <laughs> That's like the worst thing uh, you could say to your priest. I think I, I, actually, I actually did say this, um, you know, uh, if you remember April. Yeah. She was a churchgoer. I uh, was sitting right next to her. They gave the communion wafer. And the punch, and God, I was starving, right? Yeah. And I, I said, I'm like, I emphasize this. I'm like, is this going to be wrapped up in these? I assume I'm really hungry. And she goes, shh, shh. I mean, she just told me to <laughs> shut up throughout the entire thing. So finally, the communion wafer came. And so did the wine. So I ate the communion wafer. I drank the, you know, wine. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about you, honey, but I'm stuffed. Please tell me she busted out laughing. No! I think that's probably what ended the relationship. <laughs> exactly. I think I I, uh, I know I know that was long-winded, but I had to tell that one. Yes. So. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, here's another one. <clears throat> we do not refer to the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost as Daddy Junior and the Spook. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Tap it on that one. <laughs> uh, this is nowhere for episode thirty-nine, and guess what? We're going to be on forty next. Because you know math.